Hello, I'm Ray with another podcast episode. It's a lovely day. Where are we? Saturday. Weather forecast first, because I know you like to hear the weather. <laughs> Blue sky, sunshine, very cold. Really frosty this morning. Minus two outside. Lovely. Where are we now? It's uh, 20 past 12 uh, p.m. That is not a.m. And it's a lovely day. But I'm stuck indoors in my high-tech recording studio talking to you, you see. So I would be outside, so it's your fault. Susan, thank you so much for the donation. Very, very kind of you. Susan has just found the podcasts and she loves them all and she's donated towards the upkeep. It does cost money. I have to pay every year, whatever it is, Podbean. Is it Podbean, the host? So much appreciated, Susan. I really do appreciate that. Thank you very much. Ray, thank you for your email. I have answered you and all the other emails. I forget what you said, Ray. What did? Oh, that's right. We, we were talking about the old days, weren't we? The good old days. Now, this one, what's this one all about? Someone said to me the other day, if you had a choice, right, you've got to do choose one or the other. Either go back 50 years and live then or go forward 50 years and live then. Now, you've got to choose one or the other. You can't say, oh, no, I want to stay here, or I don't know. So what would you do? My immediate response was, well, I'd go back 50 years, because better the devil you know. Uh, where are we? 50 years, that's sort of 1960-something or other, isn't it? 50 years ago. So I know the 60s. I know what it was like. I know the problems that we had then and the good things we had then. Looking forward 50 years, what is going to happen? Oh dear, isn't it awful? I just had to <laughs> get the calculator and do 2022 minus 50. <laughs> I can't, mental arithmetic, I can't do. It's just not one of my things. I've never been able to do mental arithmetic, insane or sane arithmetic. I wonder why it's called mental. <laughs> anyway, it's 50 years ago, it's 1972. So let's say it's 55 years ago. So it takes us into the 60s and then into what's 55? Oh, I can't work. 55, it'd be 2077, won't it? Something like that. OK, so what we've changed it now is back 55 years or forward 55 years. Now, the thing is, as I said, going back in time, that reminds me of Radio Caroline. Do you remember that? Back in time on The Sound of the Nation, it's a Caroline flashback. Those were the days... So we would at least know what to expect if we go back 55 years. We know what was happening then. We know, well, I suppose we'd know the future, wouldn't we, for the next 55 years at least. But anyway, you see what I'm getting at. Now, the thing is, going forward, I asked a friend of mine the other day, and he said he would want to go forward. He'd like that. And I said, but you don't know. Will we be here? With recent, I'm not going to get into the Russia-Ukraine thing, but with recent events... We might not even be here in 55 years' time. I mean, that's depressing, isn't it? Well, I certainly won't, <laughs> because that would make me, I can't do it, a hundred and something years old. So I won't be here anyway. But you don't know what's going to happen. It could be really nice in the future. I can't see that happening myself, but it could be. Things might change and everything might look up and be positive and stuff. I don't know. It's a difficult one. I heard it on the radio. That's where the, the question originally arose. Someone on the radio said, you know, do you want to go back 50 years or whatever? It's difficult, isn't it? I asked my mum this morning. She said, oh, definitely go back. I barely finished the question. Oh, I want to go back. She said, I want to go back 50 years. 
She said things were nice then. I suppose they were. Actually, she started talking. It set her off. <laughs> Rabbiting. No, she didn't rabbit. She said, oh, the thing is, in the 1950s, just after the war and then into the 50s, she was saying people were positive. We'd had all the bad war years and people were positive and they're looking forward to everything and they're rebuilding and everything was nice. And I, I sort of, I mean, I was too young to remember the actual war itself. Well, I wasn't too young. I didn't exist. I was born in 51. So... I can imagine that, though, everyone looking forward to, oh, thank goodness that's over. It's a bit like the COVID thing. That's now on the way out. All the lockdown thing is over and we're kind of free again and we can go out and do things. It must have been like that, but a hundred times more, if you see what I mean, after the war. And she said it was the same in the 1960s. People were still looking forward. Things were happening. Things were being rebuilt. And it was just a, a lovely time, she was saying. Whereas going forward, I don't know. What would you do? Email me. Raiserants at protonmail.com. Email me. Back or forward in time. Be interesting. Of course, going forward in time, 55 years, it would be very interesting to see things like computers. I'm sitting here. Uh, this is my PC I'm recording this on. I've got a keyboard and a mouse. I suppose there will be no keyboard or mouse. I'll talk to it. Well, I, talk, well, I am talking to it. Talk to it to control it, that's what I mean. And I suppose everything will be, uh, what is it, connected to the internet? What do they call it? Oh, I don't know, where the fridge talks to the cooker. <laughs> and the, the washing machine talks to the, I don't know, the, the cupboard. And it says, have you got any washing powder left? And the cupboard says, actually, we're getting a bit low. Only got half a packet. Oh, the washing machine will say, oh, okay, don't worry, I'll order another packet now. It should be here tomorrow. I mean, I'm laughing now, but this is probably what it'll be like. You'll have your appliances talking to each other, asking the cupboard, the store cupboard, how much jam have you got left? <laughs> Dear me. Well, I've got a whole jar of strawberry unopened, but I've only got half a jar of blackcurrant jam. Better get one of those on order because uh, you know how fast that disappears. Then you'll have the fruit bowl. Oh, apples are getting low over here. <laughs> oh, dear. No, it probably won't. you won't have the fruit talking. But the fruit bowl might talk and tell, tell the main computer what's left. Imagine the fruit talking to you. Right, it's getting silly now. No, perhaps it's not, though. Do you remember Star Trek, the original Star Trek, when he opened his little communicator and it went beep, 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 and he'd say, beam me up, Scotty. Do you remember that? Of course you do. People then would never have thought that one day we would have had a little communicator, the clam-type phones, where you open it up and you talk to people anywhere in the world. My mobile phone now, here it is, well, you can't see it, I'm holding it up now. I can talk to any, anywhere in the world, as long as I know the number, of course, and who it is I'm phoning. We've got um, relations in Australia, and I can phone them on the mobile. In fact, I don't even need to do that. I can call them on the computer, on the, you know, not the telephone, telephone. Do you know, talking of telephones, the other day, hours went off. It went off for just over 24 hours, our landline phone, you know, the landline. And I said to Trish, I said, well, do we need a landline? Because the funny thing is, all our kids, I don't think any of them have got a landline phone. They've all got mobiles. And I said to her, what are we paying for that? I know, she looked it up, whatever it was. And I said, yeah, it's not a lot. Was it 20 quid a month? I can't remember. I said, but do we need it? And she said, well, both our mum's phone is on the landline, which they do. 
But uh, I don't know. Have you got a landline? Again, let me know. Have you got a landline phone? Email me. Another interesting... Uh, I could do a little survey, couldn't I? Our survey says... So I just wonder, do I? Do we need landline? Or do we need phones at all? You just go on your computer. Um, you know, when I say phones, I mean like dialing someone's number on your mobile and talking to them. You could just you could phone each other on Alexa, can't you? Or talk to each other on Alexa or on your, your iPad or whatever. We also lost our TV. We're on cable TV. We lost TV. Oh, and uh, broadband. We lost the internet as well the other day. I don't know what's going on. Oh, and we had a power cut for 20 minutes. Now, that is unusual. The power went off. And uh, I've got emergency lights on the stairwell. There's emergency light that came on. There's one in here in my high-tech studio. <laughs> I've got an emergency light that came on in here. And we've got a couple of others around the house. So we weren't in darkness. But I've never known a power cut like that. Not for many, many years. We just don't have power cuts anymore. Of course, the, the microwave thing, the clock on there was wrong. The central heating timer was wrong. The computer switched itself off. The cable box, well, it was working. Uh, that went off and it had to all reset itself. Every, there's clocks flashing around the house. There's things going beep, beep, beep. This is all when the power came back on. And that was the second power cut we had because I woke up in the night. This is the night before. I woke up with all this beep, beep, beep. And I thought, what's that? What's going on? The clock was flashing. Of course, the power had been off again. I don't know what's been happening. We've had the lights flickering. Uh, quite a few evenings, the lights flicker. There's all something going on, something strange. Is it a cyber attack, you're asking yourself? Well, perhaps you're not, but I am. Is it a cyber attack? I don't know. British Airways, apparently, I heard on the telly uh, this morning, their systems went down and they had to cancel several flights in and out of Heathrow, was it? Or out of Heathrow, I think. Because their system went down. Was that a cyber attack? I mean, you don't know what's going on. I've just been given by uh, our lovely daughter um, a Fitbit watch. What is it? A Fitbit Versa 3. And uh, Trish has been trying to set it up for me because she's already got one, so she understands it. But apparently with this one, talking of you know, talking to the computer and stuff, apparently I can talk to this. I don't know, it's not set up yet. I don't know how to work the thing. I haven't even seen the step. It says how many steps you do. And it, <laughs> I put in my weight, or she did, put in my weight and my height and all this. And it says I need to do 10,000 steps a day. Well, I'm not going to do that sitting here, am I, in my high-tech studio. But with this nice weather, I'm hoping this afternoon perhaps to get out for a bit of a walk, which will be nice. But I've, I've got to work out the watch first. I can, hang on, can I tell the time on it? Oh, no, look, it says boot camp. Start with the goal. I mean, where's the clock? I think I've mucked it up. She'll be cross. She said to me, don't go poking things on it. She'll be cross. Oh, hang on. Look, oh, that's better. Saturday 26th. Then there's a red heart, says 99. And then it says in green, 497. I don't know. The only thing I do understand is the time, 12.51. <laughs> I don't know what the rest of it means. But apparently you can talk to this one. But it will be nice. When I get emails from you, Rants at protonmail.com the, the watch should tell me it'll say look you got an email from whoever which would be interesting I suppose going back to the 1960s if we did choose to go back and live then we wouldn't have all this technology would that be a good or a bad thing I mean obviously now you'd say oh I couldn't live without my mobile phone I mean it's people's lifeline isn't it mobile phone 
You know how you panic? Do you panic if you can't find it? What have I done to my phone? Where's my phone? Oh, no, I didn't leave it there, did I? Oh, my goodness, where's the phone? It really is a panic. And if the internet goes down, then another panic. Oh, I can't do this. I can't, oh, I can't sit. <sighs> Emails. Oh, my goodness. You know, the world has come to an end. We didn't have any of that nonsense then. <laughs> well, it's not nonsense, though, is it? It's, it's technology. It's progress, I suppose. It's moving on. But, of course, we didn't have the threat of uh, other countries cyber attacking us and able to switch off our systems, close down our power stations and all that. I, I, honestly, I don't understand how they can do that over the internet. How can you close down another country's power station over the internet? The power station must be on the internet to start with. So why is it? On, what's it on the internet for? Take it off the internet, then you can't hack it. Is that right? It probably sounds too simple. Or perhaps it is that simple and no one's thought of it. Oh, look, if we take it off the internet, if we unplug the power station from broadband, no one can get into it to turn it off. Is it that simple? I don't know. I must ask my son. He will know the answer to that because he knows everything. He's a bit like me. <laughs> there we are. Went to the dentist. Oh, did I tell you the crown, I had all that money, £2,000 worth of dental work, crown fell off. So I went back there. And I said, look, there it is. I gave him the crown and he stuck it back on. And I said, is it, why is my tooth aching? Is it because the crown was off and it was all exposed or is it decaying underneath? He said, well, it's decaying underneath. I said, what? I've just spent all this money. And he said, look, come back next Thursday and we'll make a decision. So I'm thinking, what, what? I said, yeah, what decision? He said, well, whether to take it out or not. I thought, this is good. <laughs> I had this lovely crown fitted. It was fine. Crown fell off and now the tooth's rotten. I don't know. I should have been a dentist. I did say to him last year when I saw him, uh, I forget what it was about, what brought it up. But um, I said, oh, that's right. I said, doesn't your daughter want to be a dentist like you? Because he was talking about his daughter. And he said, oh, no, no. Being a dentist is hard work. And I said, hard work? What do you mean hard work? He just sits there drilling people's teeth. He said, oh, no, it is. He said, believe me, it's hard work. I don't quite know what he means by that. I know they make a lot of money. Good grief. Stone crows, the money they make. I suppose I've only got myself to blame for not being a dentist. Actually, I wouldn't want to be a dentist, would you? Poking around in other people's mouths. I mean, imagine that. Well, no, don't imagine that if you're having your tea. Awful, poking about in other people's mouths. Oh, I, I don't think I'd like that at all. When I was young, I wanted, well, young, what do I mean by young? 12, 13, 14. I thought it would be nice to be a doctor. But I, I mean, I wasn't academically good enough. You know, I couldn't have been a doctor. But I was very, very interested in, you know, biology, the human body and that sort of thing. Yeah, I suppose when I was 14, and I don't mean looking at girls. That's what you're, you're thinking. That's where you think I'm going now, isn't it? I knew this girl. They were not going down that route. I mean, you know, from a professional doctor point of view, not a teenage boy looking at a teenage girl point of view. Well, that as well. But I did think it would be nice to be a doctor. And as I got older, I suppose as I got to middle age, I thought, I'm glad I'm not a doctor because you go around there in the waiting room. There's all these people with various ailments. They're all coughing and spluttering and Oh, I don't know. I don't know. People with leg ulcers. I mean, it must be awful for them, but it must be awful for the doctor. 
I mean, when I had my prostate examination, we'll go into that, but the, well, you probably know, some of you know what the doctor had to do for that. I mean, I wouldn't want to do that. It's dreadful. <laughs> no wonder they get paid. I think they should get paid a lot of money for doing that. I wouldn't want to do it. I know a lot of people these days say doctors get too much and they don't work enough hours. You know, they should work longer hours. I don't know. Going back to the the 50s when I was a child, the doctor, it was so different then. So different. The doctor was like a, he was a bit like a bank manager. He was scary. I remember not, you know, my mum knocking on the doctor's surgery door and he'd shout out, Come, and you go in there, and he wouldn't even look up from his desk. And he was smoking, had a cigarette going, flicking it in his ashtray. Then he'd look up, yes, and it was scary. A bit like going to the bank manager and asking for a loan. No, get out next. <laughs> it was scary in those days. Bank managers was well, oh, they were scary, but the police were scary. Not going to go down this route again with all the the police problems these days, but. Um, they were scary in those days. We've just had some windscreens being smashed and uh, wing mirrors broken off. And the police know who it is. Apparently they said to someone, oh yeah, we know who it is. It's a bunch of lads. They're only about 13, 14. But they can't prove it. Can't prove it. I'll tell you what, in my day, if they'd known who it was, they'd have gone round there and whack them round the head. Do that again and you get another whack. And they would have told the parents and the parents would have given them a whack as well. These days, of course, you can't do a thing. You've got to have proof. You've got to have it on video. You've got to catch them red-handed. And even then, you just get a slap on the wrist. But uh, dreadful, though, for these... A friend of ours had her windscreen smashed, finished work, came out to her car. That's it. Glass all over the seats. and Oh, dreadful. Of course, she couldn't drive the car like that, so she had to have it repaired the next day. I think it happened two or three nights running in the end. Not her car, but other people's cars around the area. Awful, isn't it? Now, you see, that wouldn't happen back in the old days. And as I said, if it did, you know, you'd have probably got a whack round the head from the local copper on his bike. I can quite understand when people, to my question, say, oh, yes, I want to go back 50, 55 years. I want to go back because it is this sort of thing that makes them want to go back. They don't like it. Now, I mean, I'm old, as you know. Well, not old. I'm quite young and handsome and good-looking, actually. <laughs> Someone said to me the other day, how old are you then? I said, 70, 71 this year. And it was lovely. He said, really? I thought he was going to say, oh, you look older. And he said, oh, God, I would have only put you down at 60. And he, he was serious. I was quite pleased, actually. Well, very pleased. And Trish has often said, you know, for your age, 70, you don't look 70. Some of these people, they look really old. They do, don't they? Some people, you know, you think, this chap's in his 70s. He looks like he's in his 90s. So I'm doing pretty well, apart from teeth dropping out and <laughs> things like that and my knee hurting. No, my knee's all right now. So here's the thing. This is why people want to go back in time and not stay here or go forward, I think, because back in time, you wouldn't have had... Well, yes, you would have had windscreen smashed on cars. Obviously, there was vandalism. But the cops, especially if they knew who it was, they would do something about it immediately. They'd go around the house. They'd talk to the parents and they might even make the parents pay. I remember a chap, he smashed someone's window. It was a chap at our school, actually. He was a bit of a thug and he went and smashed someone's front lounge window deliberately. And the cops, they, they knew who it was. The cops took him round to the house where, where he'd smashed the window 
And he said to the parents, this copper, he said, this is the lad that did it. How much is it to have your window replaced? And the, the people said how much it was, whatever. And he said, right, you can pay for that. He said to the lad, you can pay for that. He went to the parents of the lad, went to their house and said, it's just broken their window. It's going to cost so much. And he's going to pay for it. And of course, the parents said, yeah, damn right he has. They agreed. So this lad has had to pay out of his pocket money, his um, paper out money every week. That's a true story. That is from the 50s, early 50s, late 60s. The copper took him round to the, you know, the victim, got the price, said how much it was, and he had to pay. Can you imagine that happening now? That the policeman will be taken to court for harassment or, or trying to get money out of a child or something. It's all gone soft, isn't it? Bring back the birch. Well, no, that was evil, wasn't it? The birch. Bring back the cane at school. I think that would be a good start. Reading on social media and listening to people on telly and radio, a lot of people are saying bring back national service. You know, where you have to go into the army. You just have to at a certain age, 16 or whatever it was or will be, is you've got to go in the army. That's it. For two years, was it? Or three? I can't remember. Yeah, national service. You just had to go into the army. And that was that and do your time. I think there are countries around the world that still do that. That might be a good thing. At least people won't go around smashing windscreens. I don't know. Is that the answer? I don't think there is an answer anymore to all this. You know, when you've got the sort of possibility of World War Three looming, you, you know, you, you start to think, what's going on? You know, what is going on? What's happening? What, what's the matter with people's mentality? I remember... Back in the 50s, people were talking about the war. And a lot of people were saying, we'll never have this again. We'll never have to go through this again. You know, it's just too terrible. That's, a, that's the Second World War. We, we won't be doing it again. I remember a lot of people. I remember teachers at school, you know, talking to us about history and whatever. Never have to do that again. And what's happening? Well, there's been wars ever since. It's never stopped. There's always a war somewhere in the world. And now we've got this lot kicked off. I saw a photo. This is the, the thing with social media. People send photos out, don't they, from the actual scene of things happening. And I saw it all. Oh, I won't tell you what the photo was, but honestly, it, it took me back to seeing pictures of the war back in the 40s. You know, I remember as a kid seeing pictures and I remember thinking it was awful. And people say, you'll never see that again. Don't worry, you'll never see that again. And here are the pictures actually coming through the internet, you know, to into your home. These these pictures, awful. I don't know. We haven't learnt from history, have we? We never do. We never will. I, mean, I don't know what the point is of, of carrying on, really, sometimes. No, I can't say that. That's a silly thing to say. But it makes you wonder. You know, older people, when you talk to them and you listen to them, how disappointed they are and how depressed they get with it all. You know, they've done it. They've been through all this back in the 40s and they're seeing it all on their tellies and on the internet. And it just takes them back to those days. You know, we thought we'd never see it again. Anyway, let's brighten up a bit. I know, time for a cup of tea. I said a bit of exercise. My Fitbit should show the... I can't work the thing. Look, how do I know how many steps... Oh, my heart rate is now 110. That's because I'm puffed out running up and down stairs. And something else is 802, whatever that is. I am a bit puffed out. I tell you what, honestly, it's this COVID that I had. It's left me 
a little bit short of breath. I mean, I'm okay walking around, you know, I'm all right just doing things like sitting here chatting to you. But if I run up and down the stairs, well, I don't run. Trish says I lumber. <laughs> I lumber up and down the stairs. That's nice, isn't it? She runs. She's younger than me. She runs. She's nimble, runs up and down the stairs. She does it deliberately to show me up. Talking of a cup of tea, which I've now got, which is rather nice. In the old days, everything was solved, wasn't it? By a cup of tea. It didn't matter what the problem was. Have a cup of tea. When I fell off my bike, I was 14, and I ruptured my liver. I was lying in the road. I was unconscious. I came round. I kind of stood up. And this woman, lovely woman, bless her, she said, oh, come into my house, dear. I'll make you a cup of tea. I staggered into her house, passed out on the sofa or the floor or whatever. I came round. There was a neighbour there that had come in. Have a cup of tea. Plenty of sugar. Strong cup of tea. Loads of sugar. I mean, my liver is ruptured. It's, you know, I've been bleeding internally. And they're thinking, a cup of tea will fix that. Oh, dear, it was quite funny. I should have gone back when I was better, weeks and weeks later, out of hospital. I should have gone back and thanked her. I didn't do that. Oh, I feel guilty now. But you used to see workmen in the road, didn't you? I, I don't know whether they do now, but, you know, they're digging up the road or whatever. They're all leaning on their shovels, having a cup of tea. It was always the way. Railwaymen, you know, by the track side, you go in the train, and as you pass, they all stand back to let the train pass, and they've all got a cup of tea. <laughs> Everyone had a cup of tea. It solves all problems. Well, it does in Britain anyway. It's a, is it a British thing? Because in other countries, I mean, America, you all have coffee, don't you? Do you have tea in America? I bet they have tea in China. There was that saying, wasn't there? For, I wouldn't do that for all the tea in China or something. But a nice cup of tea can put everything right. I'm glad that COVID's gone. My son-in-law has got long COVID. and Oh, what, 18 months now, is it? Or more, I don't know, two years? He still gets out of breath. I hope I'm not going to be like that. I smoked for 42 years, which I suppose hasn't helped. I, I got away lightly. I've been really lucky. 42 years of smoking and I'm OK. I haven't got, to, what is it, emphysema or whatever else you get with these cigarettes. So I am pretty lucky. I've done well there. I need, I think, after this COVID business, I need to get some exercise. Well, plus we've had these three storms, haven't we? Everywhere's been wet, cold, flooded, horrible. We're getting the nice weather. I want to get outside. I want to do some walking. I want to do some exercise. I was out in the garden yesterday. I was sweeping up the old leaves and stuff. And the sun, oh, it was lovely. Warm, really warm in the sunshine. Uh, oh, by the way, did I tell you about the frog spawn? I did, didn't I? Yeah, that's doing well. It's covered up. Frog spawn is doing really well. In fact, there's more. There's twice the amount there now than there was the other day. So some frogs must have come back and done a bit more. So that's good. It's still alive. There's black dots in the middle of each jelly thing, which there was last year, of course, but the dots all turned white, which meant it was dead. So they're still black. I go out there every day. Well, more than once a day. I'm out there every five minutes checking it. I've got the plastic cover over it to keep the ice off. And oh, goodness me. I suspect what will happen is we'll have all frogs hopping around the garden and the, the seagulls will get them and the, the crows, what are they, crows or rooks or whatever they are, the magpies, they'll probably eat all the frogs when they're tiny, so it would have been a waste of time. No, it should be all right. I'll shoot the seagulls. <laughs> no, I won't. I've got a gun. You're not allowed to anyway. They're protected, aren't they? The, the seagulls are protected. A bit like swans. Swans all belong to the Queen. Did you know that? All around the world. I bet you didn't know that. Every swan in the UK belongs to the Queen. 
Her Majesty the Queen. There we are. Not many people know that. Who used to say that? Was it Paul Daniels? Not many people know that. Anyway, I don't know who said it. It's totally irrelevant anyway who said that. So on our news channels and the radio and everything in the UK, we had uh, years of Brexit. Well, we've still got years of Brexit going on. But when that finally began to calm down, we had Covid come in. So it was years of Covid on the news. And now, of course, we're going to have, well, I don't know how long, but uh, all the, the Russian and Ukraine stuff. Every time you think, oh, good, it's all going to settle down. You know, Brexit's done, whether we wanted it or not, whichever way we voted, it's done. So let's try and move on. Uh, they wouldn't let you. They keep on and on on the news about, um, not COVID, Brexit, this, Brexit, that. Finally, COVID came along, got rid of all the Brexit news, well, lots of it. And it's COVID, this, COVID, that, oh, on and on, masks. People saying that, to, oh, if you wear a mask, then you're one of the sheep. Other people saying, if you don't wear a mask, then you're going to kill people. Oh, all these all these opinions, honestly, that are thrown around on the internet, on Twitter and Facebook and wherever. What, what are they, keyboard warriors, aren't they? <laughs> I've never been a keyboard warrior. I, I just couldn't, I wouldn't want to get involved. I read a lot of it, of course, because... It's interesting. Well, that's not interesting, but you get snippets of news, especially like at the moment coming out of the uh, Ukraine on the Internet is is the news. I mean, I don't want to see some of it, of course, but it is what's happening. So, yeah, from that point of view, it's, it's that is interesting. But honestly, the way they do, you know, the, some journalists, they're going. <laughs> they're going on. There's an argument now between some keyboard warriors and some journalists. Because the journalists are saying, uh, did Boris Johnson have cake at the Christmas party or something? Did he have cake or not? And other people are saying, hang on, look, we, we could be on the brink of World War Three, And you're talking about cake. Of course, other people are saying, well, it's not the cake, is it? It's not the cake we're talking about as such. It's the whole principle of the thing. Oh, it, I don't know. I don't know. None of this would have happened back in the old days. That's why I would like to go back 55 years. Say there was a lockdown and say the government at the time did have a Christmas party. No one would have known about it. Someone might have leaked it to the press. There wouldn't be photographs taken on mobile phones everywhere. So these things probably happened then. I'm sure things happened like that. I bet all sorts of things happened behind closed doors, you know, with the government Having, having their boozy parties and goodness knows what, all on the, the taxpayers' expense. But of course, there weren't people with mobile phones <laughs> taking pictures of it and putting it all over the internet. We didn't know. And if anyone did leak it out, they probably just got the sack and you know told that they were mental and needed therapy. <laughs> so I reckon all this stuff's been going on forever. It's just that we didn't know about it. Someone was saying the other day about some of the crimes that go on these days. Oh, it didn't happen back in our time. It did. It did. You just didn't hear, you didn't hear so much about it. I think that's, that was the thing back then. I don't know. Is the internet a good thing? I mean, of course it's a good thing. That's a daft question. But this social media, is that a good thing? Anything that happens anywhere in the world, someone is killed somewhere and it's on video. And it's available around the world. The sort of thing I was talking about earlier, coming out of places. Within seconds of it happening, of someone getting shot or whatever, it's a, a video that's gone around the world. 
and I, is that good or bad? I, well, obviously getting shot isn't good, but is it? It's a difficult question, isn't it? I shouldn't really go down that route because hey, what is, is that good or bad? There is no answer to it. I don't know. I don't know. But back in the old days, you had to wait for your news. If something happened thousands of miles away in another country, you'd have to wait till, well, if you go back to the 40s and 50s, Pathé News, they had to get the newsreel back from the foreign country to here, to London, where the newsreel would be developed and then shown in the cinemas, you know, not the telly so much until later on, you had to go to the local cinema to see stuff like that, the Pathé News. Before that, it was, well, as well as that, was the radio. So you weren't shown the images, it was just talked about on the radio. And I'm sure back then, certain things were kept from us. I mean, they talk about propaganda. You've got one side saying, oh, we've done this. And the other side saying, yeah, well, we've done that. And you probably find half of it's lies on both sides. Whereas back in the old days, that would have happened then. Same thing happened. Politicians hiding things from us, not telling us certain things. You know, lying even. I mean, people these days are saying, oh, all politicians lie. Yeah, and they always have done. It's nothing new. They've lied since the beginning of time. Well, since the beginning of politicians, I suppose. When I was a child, I remember thinking about bullies at school. I remember thinking, wouldn't it be nice if people were all nice to each other? Wouldn't it be so nice? Go to school, everyone's friendly. Everyone's cheerful and happy and friendly with each other. Not bullies hitting people, fights in the playground. All that going on. And as I've grown up and lived my life, I've always thought that same thing. Even now, today, I'm thinking as I talk to you, wouldn't it be great if everyone was nice to each other? Why can't we all be nice? Why do we have to argue all the time? Disagree all the time? Fight each other? Kill each other? I've never understood it. What is it all about? One country wants this bit of land that belongs to another country. And they want it because they say it doesn't belong to the other country. It's theirs in the first place. And they want it. I don't know. Is it that simple? Is it really that simple that all we've got to do is say, look, that bit's yours and this bit's mine? You say you've got a neighbour you argue with. We've got great neighbours here. Say you've got a neighbour that you're arguing with about something. I don't know, it might be a tree that's half in one garden, half in another. Well, just have a chat about it. And so I'll tell you what, it's your tree then, or it's my tree, or we'll share the tree. Yeah, we both have apples. You take apples from your half, and I'll have apples from my half. Then we can all be happy. But oh no, no, you can't do that. You have to have fights and end up killing each other, chopping the tree down, so there is no tree anyway, or apples. That's all gone. What's the point? It's like a load of kids in the playground at school, as I say, bullies. I don't know, I've never understood it. This world, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but this world, I've often thought, look at the Mediterranean. Look at the countries that are on the Mediterranean. There are some lovely places, really nice countries. The weather is beautiful, absolutely wonderful place to live, to go on holiday. But what are they doing? They're fighting each other. If you look at the Mediterranean, all the countries that surround it, there seem to be problems <laughs> all the time. You know, this lot's not happy with that lot, and that lot don't like this lot. I mean, good grief. It needs someone to sort it all out. But how do you do that? How do you do that? Going forward in time 50 years would be interesting. I'd like to have a look 
Impossible, of course, but I'd like to go and have a look to see what's going on in 50 years. Or a hundred years, well, what about 500 years? Good grief, will we be here in 500 years? I doubt it, the way we're going. But what will it be like? I mean, this house I'm in now, it's 100 years old this year, this house. It won't be here in 500 years' time, will it? Perhaps it'll be, perhaps the whole street will be a museum and people will come and look round and say, oh, look, that's how they used to live. Look, they've got a fireplace where they lit coal fires and lit wood to keep warm. Well, no, we've got heating. Gas central, oh, dare I mention gas? Oh dear, don't mention that. That's a bad word at the moment. Gas, where do we get our gas from? We won't mention that. But uh, yeah, gas, they had gas supplied to their houses. And what do they do with the gas? They set fire to it. And they had this flame and it heated up the water. <laughs> I mean, it is primitive, isn't it? When you think about it. You've got inflammable gas that you set fire to and hold under a tank of water to make it hot. You know, when, you look, <laughs> when you look at it that way, you think, good grief, that is primitive. I mean, this nuclear stuff, this is the, here we are. Here's the thing. Wind power, terrific, great. It's free. Well, not free. It's very, very expensive building all the windmills. But the wind itself is free, Okay. Sea power, I don't know about the waves. I mean, that's free if you can kind of harness it. The hydro stuff from rivers and waterfalls to turn turbines. Yeah, that's good. That, that works. But we need something, don't we? Other than all these, well, they're renewables, aren't they? They're not reliable. This is the trouble. The wind drops and the lights go out. <laughs> it, well, it's true, isn't it? Do you remember the old bikes? with a dynamo on the front wheel or the back wheel. You're cycling along at night and you've got your front light on and your back light on. You stop at a junction, the lights go out because you've turned the, well, you know, the wheel isn't turning. The little generator stops, the lights go out. So a car comes around the corner and hits you and knocks you off your bike. And then a bloke says, oh, where are your lights? I've got lights. Well, they weren't on. Well, no, because I'm not cycling. So this is what happens with the wind turbines. We've got loads off the coast here. A lot of people have been saying it ruins the view. Well, what view? If you, if you look out to sea, there's the horizon. You might see a ship in the distance or two, but there's the horizon. I wouldn't say the horizon is a beautiful view to look at, unless there's a sunset or something, but we're looking south, so the sun doesn't rise or set in the south. Not here in the UK. Well, not anywhere, does it? No, not anywhere. <laughs> So what view is it ruining? I like the windmills. I like seeing them out there. They've got lights on the top at night and in the day you can see all the blades whizzing round. Well, actually, they don't often whiz round because we don't get a lot of wind here, apart from the recent three or four storms that probably blew half the windmills down and now they're underwater. <laughs> no, I don't think any came down. So you can't rely on the wind. You can't rely on the, the sea, the waves, that sort of power. We don't want to keep digging up coal and setting fire to that because that is primitive, isn't it? Burning bits of wood and stuff that's been under the ground for millions of years. Gas, well, I don't know. Gas is going to run out, isn't it? Then there's this shale gas thing. Oh, let's not go into that. Stone the crows, all this shale stuff. I don't know. Is that good or bad? I mean, people say it causes earthquakes. I don't know. I think the, the future, whether we like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, will be nuclear. Nuclear fission, is it, or something? I don't think about it. Nuclear fission, something like that. That's the way it'll go, because that is, well, apart from the, <laughs> the nuke, I was going to say that's clean, apart from the nuclear waste, 
which we don't know what to do with. I think people have suggested chucking it out into space. You imagine you live a few billion light years away and you've got a lovely planet and it's all nice and you're not having wars and killing each other and fighting. And then a load of nuclear waste comes through your atmosphere and lands in your ocean and you all get radioactive stuff everywhere. They'd be saying, that's that lot, that's that lot from Earth again, isn't it? Look, not happy with filling their oceans full of rubbish and plastic. They're now chucking their nuclear waste to us. <laughs> oh dear. You have to laugh. If you don't, you cry. I don't eat fish. I don't like fish. I don't know. I just never liked fish. It's too fishy for me. But I heard on the telly the other day that they're now finding these little micro things of plastic in fish. Of course, people eat fish and they get plastic in their bodies and it won't go away. It's all a bit, a bit of worry. In the old days, what we had to worry about was getting too fat because people didn't diet. They just eat what they like. Dying of smoking because back in the old days, everyone smoked and everyone drank. Well, most people drank. You know, the pubs were full up blokes drinking beer and smoking and they were the dangerous things that killed you these days there's all sorts going around there's lumps of plastic in your body and there's covid going around it goodness me what's happened because the thing is you have to remember that back in my day there was diphtheria measles people didn't think much of measles oh he's got measles oh i see you'd be all right measles kill people smallpox What's the other one? I was diphtheria I mentioned, didn't I? Polio? Dreadful. All these diseases that we had around. So now I suppose at least most of those have gone and we've got COVID. We'll never win. Will we ever win? Will the day ever come, say 100 or 1,000 years time, when we've got rid of disease and cancer and all this stuff, we're not killing each other and we're all living happily ever after? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, so back in the old days, it wasn't just smoking and drinking and getting fat that killed people, was it? It was all these dreadful diseases that were going around, most of which have been eradicated, which is good. Look at that blue sky. It's still lovely out there. I'm not going to get outside this afternoon, am I? Because I'm talking to you. Never mind, we're, we're on the right side of winter. The summer's coming. I've still got a bit of a sore throat from this COVID thing. Good job I don't smoke. I gave up. What was it, 12, uh, 13, I think it was 13 or 14 years ago now, I gave up smoking. Best thing I ever did. I think if I smoked, if still smoked, that COVID would have probably done for me. I'd have been done for, doomed. I'd have been toast, <laughs> brown bread. Um, no, seriously though, I think if I'd carried on smoking, it would have killed me by now. Uh, I'm really lucky that I was able to give it up. Well, is it luck? No, it's not luck, is it? It's just determination and pills from the doctor. Uh, Champix, wasn't it? I had Champix. I've told you all about that before, so I won't bore you with that. So yes, it wasn't just boozing too much or smoking too much in the old days. There, there were all these dreadful things going round. So we're pretty lucky in a lot of ways. But I don't know, as I say, in 50 years time, 55 years time, hopefully we would have got rid of all disease. Mind you, something else will come along, I suppose. Can you ever get rid of it? My mum was saying this morning, bless her, she said, when you think about my body is 80-something years old, she said, my heart has been pumping for all those years, eight, eight, what was it, 86. My heart's been pumping for 86 years. And I said, well, yes, your liver's been going, your kidneys have been working for 86 years. It's quite amazing, isn't it, when you think about it, that that, that organ, or those organs, 
they just keep going on and on. You know, it's like, that. what was that record? The old man's clock when it stopped short, never to go again when the old man died. Yeah, amazing to think how resilient your bodies are. I mean, when I was in my youth. Now, here we go. I'm, I knew this girl. <laughs> no, we won't go into that. But I did have a misspent youth. Good grief. Talk about, I mean, smoking, drinking, staying out all night, doing dreadful things. I didn't do drugs. I didn't. I did have a puff of cannabis now and then, but I didn't do any of these bad things, you know, LSD and all stuff. Well, they say cannabis is bad. I didn't do all that. I knew people that did. I didn't do any of that. I wasn't interested. I was quite happy with girls, cigarettes and alcohol. That's all I needed. Oh, and music, of course. A bit of Jimi Hendrix, live Jimi Hendrix at the Royal Albert Hall in London. Fantastic. Who needs drugs when you got Jimi? Sadly, he died, didn't he? So, yeah, looking back, they were good days, uh, in some ways bad days in others with disease and stuff. There were people in poverty then. There are people in poverty now. I'm kicking the chair now. People in poverty now. I know why I'm kicking the chair. I'm fidgeting. I'm looking at the time on the recording, 45 minutes, and I'm fidgeting because the sun's shining and I want to get out there. <laughs> not that you're boring. Don't get me wrong. It's not that you're boring at all. I love talking to you. No, seriously, there were bad things back then, of course. And I remember people, oh, I don't know how the youngsters are going to afford to buy a house. How can they get a mortgage? Oh, look at the house prices. The house prices, I just heard on the radio the other day, in the last month, they've gone up. The average house price, this is your average house, gone up £8,000 in a month. How about that? Of course, people are saying, how are the youngsters ever going to afford to buy their own house? I think that's different now. That is more, there's more to that now than there was back then. Because, I mean, seriously, the house prices are going up and up and up. You need a big fat deposit. People can't do it on the money they're earning. They just can't save the deposit. They're, especially people that are in rented accommodation. Their rent is more than the, the mortgage would be if you bought a place. So all the time they're paying these high rents, they can't save for the mortgage the, the deposit. Oh, I don't know. That's a good sign. I can hear an aeroplane. That's come out of Shoreham Airport. Sorry, Brighton and City Airport. Nothing to do with Brighton. Trying to nick Shoreham Airport, they are. See, again, that, that's what I'm going back to. It's Shoreham Airport. It's in Shoreham. It always has been Shoreham Airport. Brighton come along. We'll have that. That's now Brighton City Airport. No, it's not. It's Shoreham. <laughs> but this is how arguments start, isn't it? Yeah, you get, you get something like that kick off. It's our airport. No, it's not. Uh, anyway, it really is a nice day and it's a good sign when you hear aeroplanes coming out of Shoreham because you know the weather's good. Presumably they've looked at the weather and they're not going to fly into Storm Gladys or something. Those storms, though, they were bad. Well, they, they weren't storms as such. It was just wind. I know they call them storms, but it was just wind. And um, there's pictures of roofs blown off, trees falling down, smashing through cars. Oh, dreadful. But we've got the summer months coming. We're going, as I said before, I've told you, haven't I? We're going to the Isle of Wight. So you'll be uh, bored rotten with live recordings from the Isle of Wight or my little recorder. So you've got that to look forward to. <laughs> now, I don't know about these outside broadcasts. I do. I, I think the there's too many background noises. There's cars everywhere and stuff going on. 
as I said, I think last year, about this time last year, was it, or May, yeah, when we went to the Isle of Wight, wherever you go, even in the, the middle of the woods, you can still hear cars. Wherever you are, you can hear traffic. There are so many cars. Someone said to me the other day about uh, you know, climate change and all this. Someone was saying it's nothing to do with us at all. We haven't caused climate change. It's a natural thing, which is one side of the argument. The other side of the argument is all these billions and trillions of cars, ships with their diesel engines, planes, surely all that, all those exhaust fumes have contributed something to, well, detrimental to the planet. So I can see both sides of the argument. I don't know what I think on that one. I think, what was that? I think someone's drilling a hole next door in the wall. Can you hear that? They'll be coming through in a minute. Oh, hello. Oh, pop in. I'll put the kettle on. You will have a cup of tea. Oh, sorry, I made a hole in your wall as they step into our into our, our high-tech recording studio. That's all right. We'll sort that out. I'll make you a cup of tea. Ha, 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 dear. What was I saying? I've no idea. And neither of you, because I bet you weren't listening, were you? Talking of a cup of tea, I could do with another one. I was talking to someone about dieting the other day. And, you know, I keep... I, I keep on about trying to lose weight. I, I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? It really is difficult. This chap I was talking to, he said, oh, I don't know why fat people just don't keep their mouths shut and eat less. It's not a case of doing that, is it? You can have an eating disorder. I mean, I don't think I've got an eating disorder. I, I'm just, what, what's that joke? Uh, I'm on a seafood diet. <laughs> seafood and eat it. <laughs> I haven't got an eating, well, perhaps that is a disorder. There's a lot of poking around going on next door. Anyway, he was saying, oh, fat people, they should just eat less. Problem solved. It's not that easy. I know that. I only want to lose a couple of stone, to be honest. That's all. And I'll be fine. But trying to do that is virtually impossible. It really is difficult. I do wish... I remember when I smoked, going back to that, I remember people saying, oh, you shouldn't smoke. It's bad for you. It costs a fortune. You'll kill yourself. I knew all that. It doesn't help telling me that. I knew that. I knew it was bad. I knew I could get cancer and die. Luckily, I didn't. It doesn't help people saying, why don't you just stop smoking? Why don't you give it up? Well, I would have done, wouldn't I? I'm not stupid. I would have given it up if it was easy. People don't seem to understand things like that. A friend of mine was an alcoholic. It got him in the end, bless him. I remember someone saying to him, we were in the pub one night and he was drinking vodka and things. And so I said, well, why don't you just cut out alcohol? Just cut it out. What a stupid thing to say. The chap, his body relied on alcohol. It needed alcohol. Without it, I don't know what would happen. It wasn't this cold turkey thing where you just cut drugs out. Listen, someone's trying to break in. Someone's trying to get in. Perhaps it's next door. They think this is a bank. We've got a bank vault and they're going to rob it. No, I don't know. But seriously, you can't just say to someone, well, you're alcoholic, just stop drinking. Problem solved. It's daft, isn't it? I know someone who worries. They always worry about the slightest thing. Worry, worry, worry. And again, people have said, well, what do you worry for? Just don't bother. Just empty your mind. Stop worrying. When you wake up at night, don't think about it. Don't worry about things. You can't just empty your mind and not... I don't know. Some people are stupid, aren't they? OK, on that note, on that note, some people are stupid. <laughs> um... Yeah, next door hammering away, which is is my cue to stop recording, I think. Uh, make a cup of tea, go and have a look in the garden, see what the rabbits are doing. Well, I don't need to go and see what they're doing. I know what they're doing. 
They mow the lawn. They, they eat the grass all year round. They go out and eat the grass. It's brilliant. We don't, I told you, didn't I? We sold our lawnmower. We got rid of it. We sold it. We never used it. <laughs> the rabbits keep the lawn like a bowling green. What I must do. That's it. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. That's, that's my alarm. <laughs> it goes off in the night. That's out the front. And in the night, in the night, two or three in the morning, there'll be a fox or a cat or something wandering around the front uh, on our front driveway, and the alarm goes off. I rush to the front and look out with the torch. Who's there? What's going on? And uh, the other night, a fox looked at me as if to say, "Yeah, what do you want?" <laughs> he just stared at me as I'm looking out the window at him. Oh, bless him! I like the foxes, but uh, that was a delivery man. So he set the alarm off. There's one out the back as well. That makes a different sound. So I know I know which way the attack's coming from. It's my anti-people alarm, you see. I, I don't like people, so I keep away from them. And <laughs> no, seriously, now I've no idea what I was talking about. I'll have to go back and have a listen. Hang on a minute. Oh, yes, that was it. It was the rabbits keeping the lawn uh, short. Yeah, what I've got to do, it's covered in mud. Once the weather's better... I'm going to get the lawn rake out. I've got a lawn rake somewhere. Rake all the mud off and there's leaves and stuff all over. And peanut shells, funnily enough, from Mr Squidge. Mr Squirrel, or several squirrels that we've got. They chuck peanut shells all over the place. You know, the monkey nuts. They sit there, eating, obviously eating the nuts from inside. But the shells, they just throw. I've seen them, they just chuck them all over the place. I've said, look, don't do that. Someone has to clear it up. Listen. Now what? What's that? <laughs> right, I think on that note, I will end it here. We've got hammering, drilling, soaring, uh, doorbells, alarms. Okay, thanks for listening. It's been really nice talking to you. I love it. I love talking to you, even though you take up all my time and now I've missed all that lovely weather. Seriously, email me, raiserants at protonmail.com and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Take care. I will be talking to you next. I will be boring you next on Wednesday for the midweek message. And then before we know it, it'll be Sunday again. And you can get bored for nearly, where are we? Nearly an hour, look, this time. Nearly an hour. I'm going to put the kettle on and have a cup of tea. Take care. Bye-bye for now.